Uh, okay, well, hello everybody. Welcome to our newest show, Filmmaking Sucks. But we love it anyway. Yes, yes we, we do. do. So that's like double, double parentheses right there. That's what it is. <laughs> it's like Inception. We have to go deeper. We're going to go deeper. Yes, we are. We're going to go deeper. Um, Mario, it's nice to be back with you. Yes, it's and, good to be back. And talking movies again. Yeah. I've missed talking movies. Yeah, although this is a different sort of talk. Nonetheless. But yes, nonetheless. yes. For those who are unaware, uh, me and Mario used to host uh, Mario Likes Movies. Yes. And uh, I have since moved on to What Lurks on Channel X, and he has moved on to Seeing Red Media, where they're doing video games? Yeah, it's more video games. It's movies, too, but it's overall just a pile of trash and nerd all kinds of nerd stuff. stuff yeah. mm-hmm. I was going to do a filmmaking segment, but this is kind of... Gonna the hell with that, and this is what this is now. So okay, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, and Lynn, hi, hi, hi. I just joined what lurks on Channel X recently, and yeah. now here I am. Yeah, Channel X, we do um, weird stories and serial killers and cannibals, horrible, cannibals, horrible, horrible happenings in the world, and that's what we cover on that. But um, by by mostly. Night, I guess, because we work days. I work nights, but whatever. Our our technical term of day jobs, we have day jobs. But by night, we are filmmakers? Maybe? Movie makers? Movie there's makers? lots of question marks. There's, there's lots of terms that I think get thrown around, yeah. and I'm not quite sure which one I am. The new fad for the hipsters is that filmmaker is old and outdated and pretentious. To the pretentious crowd, which is a little ironic in it in and of itself. There, yeah, but yeah. Well, I make movies. Well, I'm, I am no longer a filmmaker. Okay, well, okay. I for, hate being a filmmaker. I like. I feel like it's very pretentious, but, and I don't feel like I've earned it. Sorry, I don't feel like I've earned filmmaking, like of being a filmmaker. But I here, don't know. here's here's how I see that. What's coming up this month? A premiere of the <laughs> second Massgrave Pictures film? Yeah, yeah. technically. Okay, so, so even if you don't feel like you've earned it, you have a physical and digital piece of cinema that says otherwise. So yeah. I'm going to yeah. have to disagree with you on that. Yeah. Well, what exactly defines you as a filmmaker? Well, What I'm, makes you a filmmaker? I mean, because... <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Nowadays, anybody can call themselves a filmmaker. Anybody can make a fucking movie. Okay? But I think that's the I'm, thing. There's a difference between a movie and a film. Yes, there is a difference between a movie and a film. Anybody can make one at this point. Um, with uh, 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 filmmaking, film, okay, so the way we see it, movies are more entertainment and film. Popcorn, yeah. yeah. We've discussed this numerous times on other shows. I think films have a message. Films have have a reason behind them and, and, and it just, it feels to me as a more emotional term. Mm-hmm. I guess if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. And I think movies are just for entertainment and just and I think, fun. But I think a lot of the time people make their movies, they make their movies and they call them films and they suck so they just say it's art. 
<laughs> I see it as they the, call it art. I made a film. I see it as the opposite, actually. And it's actually crap that they're just masquerading as art. Well, that's what I meant. No, dude, you didn't buy a light. <laughs> yeah, poor lighting is not light. creativity. Poor lighting is not creativity. You know, it's true. Your cell phone has a flashlight on it. What were you going to say before I? Well, basically. You could look at it on the other side of the coin because there are filmmakers or movie makers out there that are so passionate about it. It could be they wanted to do it their whole lives or it could be like they saw a film or a movie. Say they saw The Shining for the first time and it literally blew them away and they were like, wow, I want, I want to do that. But then like they're so, sometimes people are so passionate about it that they kind of overlook certain things so some, I'll give one. Well, I'll give them one pass most of the time. Just I, one. I can agree that it's okay. Here's here's my thing. Because I mean, and, shit, and I've I think, done that. So yeah. you know. Um, first off, just We've for our listeners. Yeah. First off, just for our listeners, before we get before we get too far into this whole conversation, um, what we were meant to say in the beginning is that this is going to be a very rough episode right here. This episode being our first, we're really just going to get down to the reasons we're doing this show. Yes. Yeah. That's the whole purpose of this conversation right now. What is the purpose of this show? What it is we t- we we uh, we are attempting to accomplish with it, and what's going to hopefully set us apart from other filmmaking shows out there. Okay. Any you want to add anything to that? Yes, I really think uh, considering we're doing the format we're doing, we should really talk about that and. I guess I'll start since I am not a member of Masquerade Pictures. <laughs> okay. Okay, so the my name is Mario Melillo. Also, James M. Executive says my stage name is overtaking my real name. Um, I started as a wild-eyed young kid with a big imagination. I was told by my elders that back in the day, I'm 35 years old, we're all similar ages here, mm-hmm. give or take a few years, that that will make you no money uh, you can't do that. You can't go anywhere with it. Nowadays, as we will talk about later, it's possible, and we've already touched on that. For me, I started as a film critic, and just because I loved watching movies, but I've always been creative. I've always wanted to like make my own things, and then I just branched into that. I've created a web series, The Spies Files. I've done trailers for the first movie I was supposed to do called Pandemonium, I and mean, we'll get to that later or in another episode. And I'm currently finally working on my first feature film called The Epilogues, and that is what, that is who I am. Mm-hmm. Oh, my turn? Yes. Sure. Um, we'll go ca- clockwise. Clockwise. Now you yes. guys all know how we were sitting. Um, my name is Lindsay Serrano. Um, hi, Lindsay. Hi. Welcome to the class. <laughs> Um, I'm a filmmaker. <coughs> I know. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm probably a little bit unique in you too. Sorry. Um, I'm a little unique with you too is, um, I, I went to a college and I have a media arts degree. Um, so I specialized in producing film production, management and producing, and I have a minor in theater. Um, I did the routine of the freelancing so I spent about a year of my life working on a number of independent films, independent horror films, um, working as an assistant stage manager and stage manager off, 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 off Broadway. Um, I was an art PA. I was a parking PA. 
And uh, then eventually we decided to start making our own short films. I think we've made about mm. Manny and I. Hello, Mar- Manny. Mario has this look on his face like, I didn't know all that about you. <laughs> no, I knew all that, but the the 27 offs and yeah. then Broadway. Oh, that was it was, the... dude, it was, it was like, it was Sheep's Head Bay. Yeah. It was nowhere near. It was Coney Island. It was, so it was like, Island. it wasn't quite dinner theater, but it was, it was close to. Well, I mean, I did, I, I wrote, uh, directed and starred in my own play about the life and times of Sylvia Plath. That, um, was that the dinner theater? That one? was that was yeah. the one in Coney Island. <laughs> okay, but you know what? It was done, and and it was cool. I we can don't, say that we I don't that. knock anybody or anything yeah. they've done here. No. Um, so then Manny and I, my loving partner in all things, the next person to describe who the they next are thing and what is they're describe doing. All, I'm just gonna let you describe them. Describe who? What we do? Who we are? We we next. make movies. We make we make movies. Um, I Manny Serrano and I have been. <sighs> In one form of media or another since I'm about 14. That includes diddling with himself and his instruments yeah. and music. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I was real young, when I was when I was a kid, I was always into art, and I spent most of my time watching movies. Um, and then in high school, in, in around the Nirvana time, everybody wanted to start a band, so of course I started a band. And I got Me into too. music, yeah, you know. And I got into doing music, and oh, there you go. Um, all three of us. Yeah. yeah, like I said, around Nirvana, everybody wanted, wanted a to band. be in a band. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wanted to pick up where Kurt left off. You know, um, from that point, uh, in my high school had a broadcasting studio that was being highly underutilized. It had a full five hundred thousand dollar broadcasting studio, full soundboard. Cameras, lighting, the whole thing, and and a st- it looked like it looked like a public access TV station. It looked like oh nice, yes, nice. it was a full broadcast. So it was like studio. the the AV club in Stranger Things kind of thing. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. Seriously, it had it was a the full big ham radio and all three, the equipment. Yes, it had three full full size TV cameras and the whole production board in the back, in the, behind the window, and everything. You know, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, they spent all this money, and they and there was even a a, a first. I mean, because I'm talking 1994 at this point, there was even a uh, an Apple computer with some form of what was you know before Final Cut was all live effects. It was no post effects. It was all live. It was all live broadcast stuff. So, you so it was like do, TV production. Yes. Yeah. As I was saying, it was full <clears throat> TV production studio. So is that you what know? got you into the filmmaking? And yeah, my first semester in high school, I had an English class in there. <laughs> <laughs> that makes yeah. a lot of sense. They weren't using the broadcasting studio itself. <clears throat> they just used the recording, the, 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 the studio portion, and they used it for classes, regular English classes. And I was talking to one of the teachers, and the teacher wanted to mess around with some of the stuff. I cut a class one day, and I happened to come over and look at it, and we started fucking around with the boards and everything, and we started moving. And over the next four years, I spent most of my time cutting my classes. And being in that room. Hanging out in that room, learning every single bit of that board from A to Z. So and that's what kind of I put learned, you on the path. I learned how to edit video on a VHS I learned on a how to, track on a VHS VCRs oh so you did track they had on VCRs, VCRs. I shit. learned how to edit audio on a reel to reel okay okay I learned all live TV uh, production 
uh, effects, crossfades, how to, how to run a three-camera shoot. George Lucas would be proud. Yeah. I learned how to do all that stuff. I learned how to direct and produce a TV show in four years in high school. At least, you know? it, at least it mattered for something. Yeah, and the teacher himself, uh, he actually incorporated it all into his class because he said, you know what, they're not doing anything with this. They said as long as nothing gets broken, we're fine. So you know, uh, he said uh, there was me and actually there was one other kid who cut a lot of his classes hanging out in there. And since we were the ones always there, he trusted us to we ran the boards and the class actually he they created projects uh, like book book projects and stuff where they would perform it in front of the cameras so oh, that's a cool combination yeah so you yeah. basically have 20 theoretically and technically you have 22 years of filmmaking or production experience Techn- from that point on technically <laughs> yeah that's pretty sweet so yes now Lindsay was saying you guys have done short films when you started the the early stages of mass grave our pictures. first short film was two our first official short film was 2006 okay so 10 years yeah. as of this yeah. recording yep yeah. yeah and we've made a combination of what 13 15 13 14 15 short films yeah. probably and now two feature films and two feature films and a web series slash pseudo feature film we'll talk about that later yeah but. i guess i consider that a feature now that it's all together it's 53 yeah. minutes, so it just depends on which festival we're, we're submitting to. Some, some over 45 is a feature, and some it's over 60, some it's over 70. I think it's sci-fi, so it counts. Yeah, I, I think that... I, mean, be, I think just because of what it is. Because of what it is. Movies yeah. were not 90 back minutes then, yeah. back then. A lot yeah. of movies were 70 minutes, and that was Think it. from Another World was only like 65 minutes. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. we're only like 10 minutes shy of, of a 1950s creature feature length. So now... Now that we've gotten introductions and the backstories out of yeah. the way, what are we doing? We Why are we here right now? I think our purpose here is to define ourselves. That is a good uh that is a good answer. There are there are there there are different types of filmmakers. Okay? Um there are the hobbyists, which are people who just make movies for fun. They just they go out with their friends, they make some movies, and they just enjoy it. And that's it. Like, okay, there was that TV show on sci-fi, Town of the Dead. Did you Have you ever seen that? Oh. Yeah. You, the thing where they were making the movie for like 10 years yeah, or yeah. whatever. Those are hobbyists. They're doing it because it's fun. They get all their friends into it, and, and you know what I mean? And they just keep making this movie. It's fun for them. Can I classify like the, we- I, I guess I could say the Weekend Warriors, the mom yeah, and dads yeah. who like take the slideshows and make big, huge windows, movie media maker things out of them and I you know I guess I kind of classify that too there's a little bit of creative niche okay, so to we that have, so we have weekend warrior filmmakers as well yeah but I think that those people like Town of the Dead they're hobbyists they just they're just enjoying doing it they don't it doesn't make sense it's not it doesn't have to be very good they just like getting out there having their friends in front of a camera and they all you know they do special doing something effects. together to create something together that's all it is to it that's all there is to it they have no intention of making if, if a career comes of it then so be it but no chances are they're just going to make their movies have some fun and and move on you know and just keep doing it period when we then have I, some free time, they pull out the camera and they, oh, let's shoot a scene in the backyard with our friends and our kids and we'll, we'll put some blood on the kids and the kids will run around like a bunch of monsters. <laughs> weekend, weekend, you know, not weekend, but yes, those, yeah. are, those are hobby filmmakers. Hobbyists, yes. And then on the other extreme are the people who just well, are want to make money. Just want to make money. There's professionals and then there's working professionals. Yeah. Okay. 
I think now there's uh, there's a very small difference between the two of them. Okay, um, the professionals are Hollywood. Mm-hmm. That's the Steven Spielberg, Hollywood and TV, James Cameron, James Cameron. Those are professionals. Dick Wolf. These guys stuff, yeah. make their money. They make their living. They have a career, and they pay other people to make movies for them. Okay, you now know? let's talk about work. now working that pretty professionals. Much yes. One little aside about what you just mentioned mm-hmm. for those of you listening, if you don't know what we're talking about, if you just stumbled across this podcast, most of you will know that when we talk about professionals, that's what you're going to know. You're going to know the Steven yeah. Spielbergs, the George Lucases, the people that make the the popular things, yeah. the popular directors. So that's professional. Yeah. Let's working, go to working professionals. The working professionals are the crew, the people who are literally hired guns. Including you know? directors and writers. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Although it's Hollywood very, is bigger than that too, but they are, we've already but covered it's that. It's very, very rare for a director to have written his own film. Nowadays, very yes. Very, yes. It's very rare. You have writer-director anymore. It does, it's very rare. You get that in the indie scene. Mm-hmm. Also, but Almost to, exclusively in indie scene and the professional. I was going to say, to add... That's it. Named st- story directors mm-hmm. will have their hand in 30% of script yeah. rewrites or script writing in general. Yeah. yeah. But they are paid to do... That's part of their package. Right. It's... Yes, we need you to come in and direct like Fast and Furious Nine. You have to, you and your partner or partners have to come up with a story. Directors, it has to fit this plot. Go, and that's pretty much. Directors tend to have some say in in the script, but they don't necessarily write it. Yeah, well, I mean, like also, I said, it's part of a package usually in the yes, professional circuit. Exactly. I mean, yeah. also, but also in television too. Um, I, w- I worked as an intern on Guiding Light, the soap opera for CBS and that was a different look into things the producer is king when it comes to that producers are actually very involved in the story writing they sit with the writers they uh, do most of the editing they watch most of the footage producer is really where you want to be on that aspect of Mm. I guess working bigger bigger professional movie studios the producer has a lot of say as well. Like yeah. I'd say Marvel, Disney, yep, yep. Yeah. Paramount. And I would say of... even 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 so, Steven Spielberg. That's a big big name. Even James Wan. He's professional. You yeah. know, he's a professional. When I say professional, I mean the people who they can pick and choose what they do. Yeah. Yes. They don't. Yes. They're not worried about where their next paycheck is coming from. Because they have residuals coming People in. People come to them yes. as opposed to them exactly. having to go to someone. Exactly. Yes. Those are professionals. Mm-hmm. Working are... professionals have to go to people. Yes. Yeah. Working professionals get hired. They need to know where their next job is, where they're going to be working, who's going to be hiring them, what they're going to be doing. And that goes from producers and directors all the way down the line to the PA who puts the icing on cupcakes. That's what my cousin does, and he makes $750,000 a year. See? Yeah. Yes, those are working professionals. Those guys don't know what they're going to be doing next week. And then there is us, which is then what this whole point—the yes. whole point of this show—is about. That's what I, that's what I wanted. Where do we fit in? Okay, there's the low budget, no budget. I hate that term. I, yes, you know, there's the, the the indie budget, the super low, the all these. See, I don't. Okay, those those I, classifications. I hate micro budgets. Like that. Well, yeah, Ugh. those classifications 
for just for clarification, those classifications only exist because of the unions. Hmm. All right. Uh, when you're working on it, when you're making a film and you want to get a SAG actor, specifically, we're talking SAG. Yeah. SAG yeah. is the is they they Screen do. Actors Guild. Yes. Which is essentially like everything now. Yes. Uh, when you're making a movie, they, if they absorbed. AFTRA. 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 Yeah. yeah. If you want to hire a SAG actor, then you have to go by one of the SAG contracts, and they have multiple different levels of that. We will do this in length on another episode as to what the levels of contracts are. But uh, quick, quick once over, um, every one of those contracts has a different name based on how much your budget is. And, and I, your intention of what letter. you're going to do with it. Well, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, and the smallest being micro budget, I believe, is the smallest. Micro, yes. Yeah. I believe micro is the smallest, and that is like three hundred thousand dollars. No, that's low budget. Okay. Oh, I thought it, I thought that was micro budget. No, micro budget is like fifty thousand and under. Oh, okay. But uh, something like that, whatever it is. But fifty thousand. Oh, there, excuse me. There's one lower than that, which is technically student film. Or experimental. Experimental <laughs> art, yes. Those two are below uh, there's, that. A, there's a lot of new, they, they've come up with new things, but basically like the super low micro budget movie is like under 50 grand. And part of that agreement is that you cannot release it commercially. Yeah, for SAG, yeah. 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 You cannot release it commercially. And if you do, then you have to renegotiate up. to the higher budget contract even though your film does not fall under the category of it but if you're going to make as far as SAG is concerned if you are going to make a movie under $50,000 you're not allowed to sell it if you're going to use our actor now that yes exactly you're not <laughs> yeah. allowed to sell it and if you I do mean, I sell knew it that, but yes, like... think about it exactly you have to think you have to say it sometimes yeah. think about that you're not it's allowed like water to sell is it. wet yes <laughs> and then you have to say to yourself so then what do i do if i have to if i want to sell it well then you have to go under the low budget contract which clarify which classifies you under a five a 250 or three hundred thousand dollar film yeah. yes a three hundred thousand dollar film even though you made your movie for 10 grand we're going to put you in the same bracket as a $300,000 film and you are going to pay the, our actor the rate that a $300,000 film would have paid him. Or you're just going to take that $50,000 and gonna give, just burn it. Yeah. Just take it out to or, the backyard and burn it. Or you're going to yeah. take or you're going to give him a back-end percentage. You're going to promise him a back-end percentage of like 3 or 4%. So, Which is also nonsense because there is no back end when you're no. talking about a $10,000 movie. So now we do not fall under these guidelines yet. But we I, say we, yet, but... I have, skirted, I, have, uh, I have skirted around SAG a couple of times already. Um, yeah, I have to do it. Yeah, I've skirted now, around so. them a couple of times. There are ways around it. Again, we'll get to that in other episodes. Um, so yeah, so basically the gist of it is is that we we are not working professionals we are not we are not professionals we we're have hobbyists we have we're worked, not weekend warriors we have worked yes. on we have these been, types of we have been paid in the past but yes. on a regular basis we still have our full-time jobs yes and we have to find a way to make time and find the money for this stuff and, and find the energy it. and on top of that we make horror movies yes, yes we do which I think puts us in a whole separate class in and of itself. 
because I know, and something that upsets me a lot is a lot of indie filmmakers look down on horror films. They do. They look down. It's a on joke. It. Make your first zombie movie. Yeah, make everybody your starts movie. <laughs> because it's easy to stick a bunch of people in a house and kill them over the weekend. Well, let's discuss I why will that's spend, not. I will spend easy. more money on effects in one film on just the effects than some of these other guys will spend on their entire movie. Yep. So every single time I hear somebody say that horror films are cheap and easy to make, I want to strangle. Our, our first movie, Blood Slaughter Massacre, is actually available on Amazon and Google Play uh, and, and Google yep. Play YouTube, and everywhere, YouTube. iHorror. We're, we're, we're all over the place. Yeah, we have a distributor, um, which is a little unique for most of this as well. But what I wanted to say was uh, Blood Slaughter Massacre has 26 speaking roles. Something like that. Something like 28 that. 28 speaking roles. 28 speaking roles. And we had... We had 19 locations. 19 locations. No, no. It was more than, more than that speaking roles. It was officially... The body count was officially... 42. 42 bodies were so seen So we did 42 movie. effects. Yes. 42 Minimum. separate people were killed in the movie. Minimum 42 yes. effects. Yes. Because there was well... There was... We no, 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 no. Was... That was the maximum. That's oh, what, okay. That was yeah. the... That was the official count was 42. 42 people died. Yeah. 42 people died in the movie. Um, we had 19 separate locations. We had um, four or five main characters. Um, we shot for 10 months. <laughs> you know? I'm going on four years. Well, no, yeah. mine's been boxed for a while. I did three years for my web series. Mm -hmm. so. uh, we shot for 10 months. And um, minus, and even some of them, uh, but uh, uh, out, of, out of the 45 or so actors in the entire movie, actors, everybody just had the line. actors. No, no, forget that. Yeah. Out of the 45, there's maybe 10 or 12 of them who are really good friends of ours mm -hmm. that we've worked on their sets before and they work on our sets. Those are the only ones who were not paid. Every single other person in that movie walked away with some form of paycheck. Is low. It may have been low. It may have been a stipend. It may have, it may have been. But every single person got something for being in there, minus the people who we work with. And you know what they get? We have our agreements between yes, ourselves. Our agreement yeah. is that we they it's and, a barter system. Exactly. They get our help on their set. We get their help on ours. You know. And as far as I go, I also did the no pay thing for a while because I you have to in the beginning at, Let's be in honest. the beginning of what we are um, you have to beg borrow and steal pull, beg borrow steal pull favors but now even I learned I pay my actors I pay my crew yep. I feed them I mm -hmm. offer bathrooms and com commodities and oh, amenities I should say mm -hmm. yep. you know and that's one thing we'll touch up on soon about the rights and wrongs and the do's and don'ts. But basically, the whole point of this is we are trying to define what we are because we are more than just the labels we've yeah, given you. Yeah. Again, we, we're above we, hobbyists, but we're, we're not, above hobbyists. We're, we're not, not working, working professionals. professionals. We're and we're not, somewhere in between. Yeah, and 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 you know what? I I kind of I don't like saying that we're still trying to break in because. 
You're having a we premiere. Are, you are we having are breaking a in. Premiere yeah, there's in no two breaking in any. No. There's no, no real yeah. breaking in. I mean, we we've, we've worked conventions, we've had we've sold our DVD around the country. I mean, yeah. we have people who You come have a movie us. available for sale fans. on digital media platforms and physical media platforms. Yeah. No. There's no breaking in for you to there's you're just there. And I'm I'd like to say I'm on my way there as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's more than a hobby. It's more than a lifestyle, quote unquote. And it also wasn't easy. No. It was not easy. And I think still that's still isn't easy. No, it's still not easy. And in the other episodes we're gonna be doing, we're gonna explain why it's not why easy. it's not <laughs> easy. But yes, that is that is really our point is what are we? Mm-hmm. And it's we've been trying to think of some kind of phrase, some kind of classification, but Honestly, even though we will end up getting one, (laughs) I I like to think that we're more free thinkers in this aspect because we want to be working professionals. We want to be professional, but not everybody can take that easy way. Some people get lucky breaks. Some people bust their ass and, Mm -hmm. you know, just say the hell with it and go for it. But for most normal people that realize they want to do this either later in life or eventually in the beginning i guess mm-hmm. like manny you started doing this in high school i started doing this when i was 26 yep mm-hmm. Lindsay, when did you start when i mean obviously when you started yeah. well i mean i've i've been in and out of theater like all throughout yeah. junior high and high school i did theater yeah, so same so thing with you high kid. schoolish you know yeah so you know and Lindsay, her family had resources and she still like a lot of people don't understand just one little mo- quick thing about this is that a lot of people who are professionals either come from money mm-hmm. or got really lucky. Yeah. And like, I hate, I, I don't I, mean that in a negative way, but that's honestly, I don't want like to say lucky. I don't, I don't like saying lucky. Uh, yeah. because It sounds like the timing was right for them. There we go. So yes. Most of the time. Yes. That, yeah. It was they good time. Lucky because lucky luck. Implies, they put in the work and they had the talent exactly. at the time. Luck implies so it was that there's good no work involved. Yeah. It yeah. was good timing. I mean, so I'll retract in, order, the luck, in order to get yourself you know. to the right place at the right time, you got to bust your ass to even get to that place. Yeah. yeah I mean, so, when, so yeah, when we made, when right. we made the short films, the short films came out of our pocket. You know, that yeah. was, that was me and him finding a little extra money, making the sacrifices, not going out to dinner, not going out on dates, living in the same apartment well, I mean, now for 14 years, now. you know, yeah, so. and, and I had to earn the respect and the trust to get the resources that we've gotten to this point. It wasn't well, just, that's, but that's, but yeah. that's true for everybody in but every, in every situation. And the, I was more talking about the lucky. Oh, you're lucky. Oh yeah. Well, that's, no, we I mean, still, you still have to earn the trust. I mean, when you, when somebody gives you money to, to well, create that, something, yeah. exactly. they're putting There's, trust in exactly. you. Exactly. It's not yeah. lucky. It's right place, right time. Well, definitely. There, yes. That is a definite Absolutely. big part of it. Well, like I said, I but, retract the lucky yes. as yeah. right yeah. timing. Yeah. But to timing get to that place, you have to work really hard to get to that right place and right time. This isn't like, Oh, I was standing on the middle of the street one day and a piano fell on my head because I just so happened to cross the street in the at the wrong moment. Right. No, it's not unlucky or lucky like that. It doesn't happen like that. Like if you want to get lucky, you need to be, you need to know what you're doing in the first place. Yeah. You know, uh, I I I'd like to wrap that up for this week. We're going to try to keep these episodes short so we can just kind of burst stuff out and we have to. And I, and I felt that. That last couple minutes, that last minute or two, <laughs> you just throw it. Oh my God, I want to say this. I want to say this. I want to say that. Yeah. There's going to be more episodes in the future. Yeah. We're going to do this like this so that because uh, honestly, the Channel X podcast takes a lot of time to do. 
Uh, it takes almost two hours to record. It takes me six hours to edit. And with this, I, I want this to be straight information. I want us to talk as we talk. Yeah. And hopefully you know? we can And I want to talk to it out. people like us. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we could figure it out ourselves as to what we are. Yeah. And maybe with the help of the audience, you know, we can... I, I personally don't like classification of myself, but mm. unfortunately that's not how the world works. Yeah. yeah. So we have to figure out until we, we get to the to. professional. We want to. Yeah. Yeah. We, wanna, we wanna just kind of say to ourselves, okay, well, what are, what are we? Are, <coughs> maybe, maybe some part of us is looking for validation within ourselves. Like, are we wasting our time? Are even? we? Or, it's something that haunts me at night. Yeah, yeah. It, we all we all face this, and I'm sure a lot of our a lot of the listeners, a lot of our the people we know out there, they all hit that point where they say, "Am I wasting my time?" But I mean, I I, I think that's that's one part of it. But I also think it's you know, um, you know, we've done panels, we've done conventions, we've done we've talked to a bunch of people, and I think the biggest thing that I've seen is just like people want to do this, mm-hmm. and they just don't know how to take that step. And that's going to be our next episode. Yeah. yeah. That's what I want to do. I want to talk to those people and give them a way to. This is how we took our step, step. And, and yeah. you know, maybe if we just keep sharing and comparing different steps that we've all taken, maybe mm-hmm. we'll finally get somewhere. Yes. We're not perfect. Nope. No. So, um, for Filmmaking Sucks, this is Manny. I'm Mario slash James. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Lindsay. And I will talk to you next time. Toodles. Bye.